Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. In today's show, we'll be discussing how low the Bitcoin price can realistically go as some analysts are eyeing $25,000. Also, Bitcoin is currently priced at a premium on Binance US of $700. And quoting US presidential candidate Robert Kennedy Jr., your bank account could be frozen because of your politics. This is why I oppose CBDCs. That is also why I support Bitcoin, also breaking news, uh, Binance, the world's largest crypto exchange to add support for Bitcoin ordinals. Max Kaiser's response, ordinals are digital plastic pollution floating in the ocean. Humans are great at polluting the environment, both analog and digital. He also says the Bitcoin is a magic mirror. If you revere God and respect beauty like President Bokele, it will elevate you. If your soul is damaged, it will expose you and cut you down. El Salvador is Bitcoin country, no ish coins. El Salvador will be debt free. By 2030. Also in today's show, the Bitcoin fee spike spurs shift to Lightning Network. Binance and Coinbase are lining up to start using Lightning. Also in today's show, FTX founder Scam Bankman Freed urges the court to dismiss his charges, as well as Bitrex files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy just weeks after the SEC charges, as well as Coinbase execs visit the UAE to test potential for strategic hub for international operations. Also be breaking down for you, Michael Saylor's $500,000 Bitcoin price target. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more, in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome, everyone, just tuning in. This is pod episode number 1276. I'm your host, JV, and today is May 9th, 2023, and the market is correcting. As you can see here in your screen, we got Bitcoin down 1.5% for the day, trading just above 27500 at the time of this live stream. We have Ether down 1.3%, trading at $1,844, and just mass correction overall. And checking out CoinMarketCap.com, the current crypto market cap sitting at $1.1 trillion with 38 half billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance at 46.8% with the Ether dominance at 19.5%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, we have Satoshi Vision leading the pack up a whopping 28%, trading above $39.29, followed by Lido Dow up 11%, trading at $1.89, followed by Kava up 7%, trading just above $0.80. Cents. And below that, we have Bitcoin Cash and Ethereum Classic. Now checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. Satoshi Vision leading the pack up 28.5%. Lido Dow up 12% and BGB up 8%. We got Pepe down 13.4%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, one of my favorite indicators, shows we're currently rated a 51, which is neutral. Yesterday a 60, last week a 55, and last month a 61 in greed. So there you have it. Now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and discuss how low she can go. 
Uh, she can go, shall we? The price of Bitcoin has fallen three days in a row as traders access many downside factors, including higher transaction fees and bearish signals for risks on markets from legendary investor Warren Buffett. Bitcoin dropped below 27.5 on May 9th, down 8% from its local high of 29.850 established three days ago. And moreover, the dip accompanied a rise in trading volume, suggesting the move has momentum behind it. But will this be a short-term downtrend or is there more room for fall? Let's take a closer look. The Bitcoin price risk dropping below 25000 in the short term from a technical standpoint. The downside target is based on Bitcoin's head and shoulders pattern, confirmed by three peak formations atop a common support level. The middle peak, called the head, is taller than the other two. The left and right shoulders, which are almost equal in height, as outlined right here in this chart. Now a rule of technical analysis, a decisive break below the head and shoulders support level near 27.5 could have the price fall by as much as the pattern's maximum height. An example, the distance between the head and support level, that raises the possibility of Bitcoin dropping to 24750 by June, about 10% from the current price. Moreover, independent market analyst, cold-blooded Schiller, what a name, anticipates the Bitcoin price declining to 25000 a former weekly resistance within the next two days. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analyst, quitting him here. I still think that if this snaps the structure, it is going to move very quickly in 24 to 48 hours. And he also says that 27 5 is one of the better potential defense points for the king crypto, but the crypto market has been trading incredibly weakly, way out of line with its usual correlation to either indexes or metals. And conversely, a high volume rebound from the head and shoulder support would invalidate this bearish setup. A recovery towards 30,000 will then be back on the table. So do you think the Bitcoin price is likely to rise or continue dropping? Let me know in the comments below. The Bitcoin price has declined in the days leading up to the release of the U.S. inflation data set to be released tomorrow on May 10th. Notably, the core consumer price index, which excludes food and energy for April, could come near 5.5%, almost the same as the previous month, according to Bloomberg. This persistent CPI reading means the Fed would need to continue its interest rate hikes to bring inflation down to its preferred 2% target. Good luck with that, Fed. Once the genie is out of the bottle, you can't put it back. We all know that. Now let's uh, discuss Jerome uh, Powell, uh, the chairman of the Fed. He said last week they would pause the rate hikes in June to study how the U.S. economy has responded to the higher interest rates and the ongoing banking sector crisis. He denied the possibility of rate cuts despite the Fed fund futures data expressing the likelihood of at least five rate cuts, a potential buy signal for Bitcoin investors between May of 2023 and January of 2024, quoting Bloomberg economist Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said that at the May FOMC meeting that rates might already be sufficiently restrictive but needs more time to observe developments before he can have confidence in that judgment. Neither April CPI or the PPI prints will be reassuring with both expected to show decline inflation accelerating. So there you have it and breaking news right now on the Binance US exchange. Bitcoin is selling at a $700 premium. Let's freaking go. And quoting U.S. presidential candidate Robert Kennedy Jr., your bank account will be frozen because of your politics. This is why I oppose CBDCs, better known as central bank digital currencies. And that's also why I support Bitcoin. 
preach. And quoting Max Kaiser regarding the congestion on the Bitcoin blockchain and the news of Binance adding support for Bitcoin ordinals, Max says, ordinals are digital plastic pollution floating in the ocean. Humans are great at polluting the environment, both analog and digital. And he also says that Bitcoin is a magic mirror. If you revere God and respect beauty like President Bokele, it will elevate you. He also says that El Salvador is Bitcoin country, no ish coins, and that El Salvador will be debt free by 2030. That's right. So F the IMF. And with all that being shared, welcome to everyone just tuning in. Now let's discuss this congestion on the Bitcoin blockchain as the fees surge to all-time highs. Yeah, this is pretty wild. Check this out. The recent surge of Bitcoin transaction fees has lit a fire under one of the largest exchanges to upgrade the Bitcoin to the Bitcoin Lightning Network. About time. Following a second halt in withdrawals, Binance announced it would be working on enabling Bitcoin Lightning Network withdrawals, which will help in such situations, which they announced here on crypto Twitter. The Lightning Network is a federated system for cheap, near-instant payments built atop of Bitcoin. With the Bitcoin meme pool, where transactions are waiting to be confirmed and gather is full or busy, the Lightning Network remains unaffected. Several large crypto exchanges have integrated the Lightning Network, currently including Bitfinex, River Financial, OKX, Kraken, and Coin Corner. If implemented correctly, the Lightning Network would allow users to withdraw and send Bitcoin immediately from their wallets, sidestepping the congested Bitcoin blockchain. I think this is not only a brilliant idea, I feel like every major exchange should integrate Lightning, so maybe this is what we needed, because Coinbase should have done this a long time ago. Binance obviously should have done this a long time ago. Hey, but better late than never, right? The largest crypto exchange in the US Coinbase is also warming up to the Lightning Network. Further to comment uh, that CEO Brian Armstrong would integrate Lightning Network soon. Armstrong finally sent Cointelegraph reporter Joe Hall $100 over the Lightning Network, demonstrating that he is familiar with the Layer 2 payment protocol. Also, European Bitcoin exchanges are embracing the Lightning Network. Uh, the chief technology officer of Swiss-based Bitcoin exchange shared the following. We believe that Bitcoin is the best savings technology ever invented, but you should be able to spend and send Bitcoin as fast and cheaply as possible, the Lightning Network is the best solution to tackle that, no matter how the on-chain transaction fees look. Yeah, I agree 100%. And Swiss blockchain exchange Pocket, Bitcoin, recently tweeted, it would get this Lightning thing started in response to the higher and higher fees on the Bitcoin-based chain. However, given that the Lightning Network is a relatively new solution in the crypto space, payment failure can occur. The network is growing and scaling organically, but more liquidity may help the network scale fast says Paolo, the chief technology officer of Bitfinex, shedding light on the situation, quoting him here. The Bitfinex node is the most interconnected node on the Lightning Network. It is also the biggest, providing liquidity to most of the other nodes. Hence, the chances of failure are extremely low. And true to form, Ardino tweeted in response to the fees that users should ask their crypto exchange to integrate the Lightning Network. Binance and Coinbase are hopping on board with other larger exchanges, Gemini, KuCoin, and Bybit, yet to announce implementing the Lightning Network network. So there you have it. I think this is tremendous for Bitcoin adoption. Everyone wants lower fees and faster. So I think every major exchange should implement this. Now there is a great reason to do so. So onwards and upwards. Now let's discuss the latest with Scam Bankman Freed, the founder of FTX, telling the judge uh, ultimately wants all of these charges dismissed minus three. That's right. You can't make this stuff up, folks. FTX founder and former CEO Scam Bankman Freed is seeking to have up to 10 criminal charges against him dismissed in court months ahead of 
of his scheduled criminal court trial heading up in October. In court documents filed by the Southern District Court of New York on May 8th, SBF's legal team pushed to dismiss everything apart from three counts of conspiracy to commit commodities fraud, conspiracy to commit securities fraud, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. Quoting Molly White here, Scam Bank Benfried has filed motions to dismiss all but three charges in the criminal case against him, as outlined in those papers. Now commenting on the move, crypto researcher Molly White suggests at least part of seems to come down to the fact that additional charges were added after SBF's extradition agreement was made. SBF was initially extradited to the U.S. from the Bahamas to face eight criminal charges for alleged fraud and money laundering. However, his legal team is arguing that the four or five additional charges that were since been added from February violates the treaty's rule of specialty provision. Under the rule of specialty, the requesting state, the U.S., is generally bound to the trial and extradited offender only for the offense for which he was extradited. Uh, quoting them here, during the extradition proceedings of the Bahamas, it was the understanding that all parties in court, quorum judis and court itself, that the specialty provisions applied notwithstanding the use of the simplified procedure. There was no waiver of the rule of specialty, and to the contrary, there was no express acknowledgement that it applied. The lawyers argued, and here's an actual video clip showing SBF arriving to the court to be arraigned on five new charges since his original indictment. Now, the these four charges include conspiracy to commit bank fraud and other individual wire fraud charges related to his alleged actions at FTX and Alameda. The most recent charge added on March 28th concerns that alleged $40 million bribery of a Chinese government official. And aside from this, SBS lawyers are also seeking to dismiss other charges relating to conspiracy to defraud the United States and charges relating to wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud, arguing these have been a failure to state an adequate offense in these courts, and despite the rest of SBF's inner circle all pleading guilty and agreeing to cooperating with prosecutors, the man himself <laughs> has pleaded not guilty to the charges laid against him. SBF has been on house arrest at his parents' home in Palo Alto since December, and recently Judge Kaplan approved taps on SBF's parents' phones as a way of meeting bail conditions despite SBF's legal team requesting a revision. So there you have it. How do you think things will likely fare out for Scam Bankman Freed, the ex- uh, FTX founder, let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. Now, another exchange bites the dust. Bitrex just filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Then we'll discuss uh, Coinbase setting up an international hub in the UAE, followed by Michael Saylor's $500,000 Bitcoin price prediction. Then we'll jump into some live Q&A. And again, welcome to everyone just tuning in. Crypto trading platform Bitrex has filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in the District of Delaware in the May 8th filing with the U.S. Bankruptcy Court for the District of Delaware. Bitrex estimated it had more than 100,000 creditors between $500 million and $1 billion in assets and between $500 million and $1 billion in liabilities as part of its bankruptcy proceedings. The bankruptcy covers the Seattle-based entity Bitrex, Inc., two Bitrex entities in Malta and an affiliated entity, Desolution Holdings, Bitrex Global GmbH, and Liechtenstein-based global entity for the exchange, which was not included in the filing. The declaration followed the U.S. SEC, charging the company and its co-founder and former CEO William Shahara for security violations back in April. The SEC claimed that Bitrex Inc. and Bitrex Global operated an unregistered securities exchange, and in October, the exchange also received charges pertaining to bank 
Bank Secrecy Act violations from the U.S. Treasury Office of Foreign Asset Control and the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network and agreed to pay around $29 million in a settlement. Now, the OFAC is the largest creditor listed on Bitrex's bankruptcy filing with the exchange booking $24.2 million claim for the office. Its next largest creditor is a crypto wallet with $14.5 million claim. Now, FinCEN is also listed as a top 50 creditor with a claim of $3.5 million. The SEC is listed with an undermined amount of claims. The SEC enforcement actions in its recent bankruptcy filing comes as Bitrex announced in March that it would wind down its U.S. operations by April 30th, citing continued regulatory uncertainty in the country. And it has been a hard year for Bitrex entity in the U.S. in 2023. The exchange also cut 83 employees back in February, citing the crypto market downturn caused by the collapse and bankruptcies of other firms. Bitrex's bankruptcy is the latest in the line of other crypto exchanges or lending platforms that have also recently filed for Chapter 11 protection, including FTX, BlockFi, Celsius, and Voyager Digital. Now, how do you feel? (laughs) Other centralized exchanges may also falter and fall for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, especially as the crypto crackdown by the SEC continues. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below, which takes us to our next story of the day. Let's discuss the latest of what's happening in Coinbase. That's right. Check this out. Following U.S.-based crypto exchange Coinbase announcing the launch of its global derivatives platform, key executives at the firm are meeting with industry leaders and policymakers in the United Arab Emirates. In a May 7th blog post, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong and some of the firm's executive team plan to discuss the potential for the UAE to be a strategic hub for the crypto exchange. And according to the company, it was working with regulators in Abu Dhabi, Global Market, and Dubai's Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority as part of the efforts to potentially expand into the region. Now, the UAE is uh, exciting for us as a potential hub to build as well, an international hub for Coinbase that can serve not only in the Middle East, but parts of Africa and other countries in Asia, said Armstrong at the FinTech Dubai Summit on May 8th. I think the U.S. right now is a little bit behind in terms of regulatory clarity and some of the rhetoric from the top. And there is a picture of Brian Armstrong, the Coinbase CEO, with a head over at the UAE as they're welcoming Coinbase with open arms. On May 2nd, Coinbase announced the launch of Coinbase International Exchange, a platform offering crypto derivatives trading. The launch came amid the US SEC, potentially charging Coinbase with security violations following the issuance of a Wells notice back in March. Though Armstrong has some time been critical of regulatory clarity affecting digital assets in the US, he told shareholders in a quarter one earnings call that he had no intention of moving operations outside of the country. However, it has already started. I believe he opened up shop in Bermuda for this derivatives exchange. Quitting them here, the region is standing out as a leader in the development of Web3 ecosystem, making it an attractive location to consider investing in, said the Coinbase blog, referring to the UAE. The vacuum created by other notable jurisdictions means that international counterparts, such as the UAE, are racing to fill the regulatory gap. Yeah, for real. And the UAE has uh, steadily opened up opportunities for crypto firms, seemingly to draw on capital and jobs. Dubai established a legal framework for cryptos and set up the Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority back in March of 2022, taking advantage of the Emirates' free trade zones and separate rules and regulations. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding these centralized exchanges open up shop internationally as there is no clarity from the SEC here in the United States and with no clarity comes fear on 
uncertainty for investors, and it's not good for investors, and they claim to be protecting investors, in which we all know they're not. So let me know how you feel this will likely play out for other major centralized exchanges around the world. And with that being shared, fam, now let's dive into Michael Saylor's $500,000 Bitcoin price prediction, and then we'll jump into some live Q&A. And shout out to the Giga Chad. So here we go. Michael Saylor, a high-profile Bitcoin bull. In fact, MicroStrategy, his company, was the first publicly traded company to put Bitcoin on its balance sheet. They have put it a $500,000 price target on the King Crypto. Speaking recently at Market Watch's Best Ideas Money Festival, Saylor suggests that Bitcoin can hit $65,000 within four years and reach his ambitious goal of $500,000 per coin by the end of the decade. Now, I personally feel this to be very, very conservative, but hey, Yo, Sailor's prediction is based on the current total market value of gold, which approximately stands at $10.5 trillion. In his view, Bitcoin could one day have the same market cap as gold today because it acts just like gold. In fact, way superior, right? It is also a hedge against inflation and a long-term store value. Now, Kathy Wood, who is the founder and CEO of ARK Investment Management, believes Bitcoin can hit $1.5 million by 2030, $1.48 million to be exact. This would be close colossal increase from its current price. And if we kind of do the estimate here with Sailor predicting 500,000 by 2030 and ARK Invest Kathy Wood predicting one and a half million by 2030, the mid is what? That's $1 million per coin. Send it and let's go. ARK detailed their prediction in a new report stating that the crypto could scale into a multi-trillion dollar market by the decade's end. I agree with that 100%. Even their bear case for Bitcoin was an impressive price target of $258,500 in the next seven years. Still a substantial gain from where we are at now. Not too shabby for a bearish price target. Let me know if you agree that the worst case scenario for the King Crypto by 2030 would be over a quarter million dollars. So there you have it, fam. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.